Well, welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Lori and I are so excited to dive in with you today. And we're going to be covering a book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Peter and Jerry Scazzario. And it is really profound because what this book is kind of laying out is that it is not possible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. So we're going to be diving into a checklist and these are the top symptoms of emotionally unhealthy spirituality. Now we have covered using God to run from God. Ouch. Ouch. That was a hard one too. And so we're going to jump, jump into the next one. This is an equally get ready, Laura. This is going to another level of ouch, ouch. Okay. Okay. This was ignoring the emotions of anger, sadness, and fear. And the example is I am rarely honest with myself and or others about the feelings, hurts, and pains beneath the surface of my life. So this one is a little bit of a heavy one too, because we are dealing with the negative part of anger, sadness, and fear, and about our feelings and hurts, and being able to be transparent and vulnerable, (laughs) which is not exactly two words I put in my normal sentence or thought process. I feel like I'm already vulnerable today. I feel like I'm already like just shrinking (laughs) in my chair, like, can we skip that one? Okay, okay, okay. So what I would say to be, okay, straight up confession is that I think, okay, if I had to give myself, if I had to rate myself out of 10 on how good I am at, um, so, okay, let me see. Ignoring the the emotions of anger, sadness, and fear. Um, If 10 is not ignoring them, and zero is completely ignoring them. I would say that with myself, I'm probably somewhere around a four. Okay, so that is not good, really bad. But with others, I'm probably a zero. <laughs> like I'm horrible. I'm horrible at expressing that to somebody else. So with myself, like, yeah, like it's, it's trying <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Like trying, but with others, I'm so terrible. I'm so terrible. So I think what I'm concluding from this is um, I'm emotionally unhealthy. <laughs> so thank you for joining our podcast. Today. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, man. We're on this journey shoot, with you. Shoot, shoot. Like, I'm literally oh, a Lord. chronic, like, reframer, right? So I'm like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not afraid. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm not anxious. I'm just anticipating. Like, oh, oh. this is so bad. It's I so know. Bad. I'm with you. I'm oh. with you on that scale zone. Honestly. Anger? Like, I don't even ever feel angry, ever. Oh. I'm never angry. Like, I don't get angry. Is that really bad? It must be so repressed. I don't really <laughs> get angry. <laughs> I know. This is the thing. Like, when we're saying we're excited, we actually <laughs> believe that deni- we're in denial. We actually believe it. <laughs> Because we haven't gone deep enough. Are you, do you get angry? Um, I probably, I don't know if I get, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I express anger, but I don't feel angry all the time. Yeah. Okay. I, see, even I can't even articulate <laughs> it because I feel bad even saying angry. <laughs> I don't even know. This oh is man, just, guys, this is, we're letting you right in here. I this know. This is the real stuff. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. talk about anger. Okay. Let's talk about anger. Okay. All right. So how, <laughs> how do you how want to talk about anger? Well, like, how do you, how do you feel angry? Like what are, are there specific things that make you angry? What does anger look like? How do you express it? How do you, how does it come out? 
like it's not that I don't feel angry we get angry I get angry for sure but like how does it how does it manifest for you yeah anger anger if I'm angry it'll come out like okay if I was to use an example Mm because probably this is the quickest one I could use like my children yeah of course if you have children you you get angry okay (laughs) like I unless you're just I don't know I do get angry yeah yeah something happens so it feels like if I feel taken advantage of okay not appreciated Mm mm-hmm I feel like, you know, something has, I have gotten angry when someone gets ruined. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I like to care something, for my stuff. Yeah. yeah I get angry about lo- things like, like that. And something love I like. And yeah. yeah. Love. Or if like a really nice shirt that I love is found on the bottom of like someone's heap of clothes, dirty clothes in their room on the floor that's stepped on. Yeah. I might get angry about something right, like right, that. Yeah. That would be an example. Yeah. That might seem small. I would get angry if I'm disrespected. Okay. Very quickly. Okay. Like, uh, yeah spoken to in a way that I feel disrespected. Okay. Those would be some things I would get angry. And so what does it look like when you're angry? Okay. What does it look like? I would get, I will let them know how how much displeasure I have in this experience, (laughs) how I'm feeling at this moment there. I will express displeasure for sure. But you know, what's interesting. I will often use guilt. Okay. I've realized even as we've been going through the book that if I get angry, I will tell them all the things that I've done to make them feel guilty about making like okay. having this happen. So okay. guilt, control, manipulation. What is that? Yeah. I, if yeah. I was just to strip it right back to the raw, disgusting <laughs> form, it would probably be one of those things. Cause if I feel taken advantage of, I will tell them all the things I've done right. and why I feel like this is yeah. just put me over the edge. Right. But that right. is guilt right. because that's actually saying you owe me like you. I'm angry with you because mm-hmm. I've been tallying up all of these things right. and now you owe me. Right. So right. that would be how I would express anger. Right. Yeah. Wow. And if I'm really angry, I cry. Oh, if I'm really, wow. really angry. Okay. Like if I'm just surface angry, I'll be firm. Yeah. But if I'm really angry, yeah, I'll cry. I don't actually yell or get to that. I actually start to cry, which is probably a really healthy thing. So if I'm crying, you know, it's like, wow, mm-hmm. it's gone really it's deep. Seri- yeah. And yeah. I, I've learned to notice like, why am I really crying about this? Like it's okay. really affected me. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of how it goes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard it said, and I'm not speaking as a professional here, but I've heard it said that <laughs> anger is a secondary emotion. So anger usually mm-hmm. is a, an emotion that covers another emotion. Wow. Right. So okay. it'd be like maybe the, um, the, what do you call that? The, uh, <laughs> defense mechanism for a more vulnerable emotion that one feels. So anger is like the loud, right? It's getting loud and it's kind of the secondary. I can totally see that. Yeah. That yeah. Makes a so lot that of makes sense. a lot of sense. But, um, but the Bible does say be angry and do not sin. So anger is not in and of itself a sin, mm-hmm. full emotion or feeling mm-hmm. and acknowledging that, you know, we have anger or are angry about something or something has angered or upset us is probably really really healthy um as well in the you know working out of these things these frustrations um yeah like i don't anger isn't isn't a a super prominent emotion for me i just it's like i definitely get frustrated i would say that like i get very frustrated about like lots of things that my kids do or frustrated about even some things that my staff does or that you know things i get angry Mm. angry it's Mm -hmm. i feel like it just doesn't come out as anger but frustrated sad 
burdened about things happening in the world. So I feel those things and I don't overly have a problem expressing that. I try to actually be very intentional because I'm an internal processor and that's maybe part of why it doesn't, you know, when, when this was in, is actually calling you out to express that to yourself or someone, right. To, to acknowledge it. Um, that's probably where, because I process my emotions internally inside, it's not that I am in um, denial that I have them. It's just that I process it internally. So I don't mm-hmm. often express it. So when I do, I try to be intentional to say the words I feel Mm. And then something behind that, I feel frustrated, I feel sad, I feel burdened about this, I feel angry about this. Um, and again, for me, how anger would come out would probably be passive aggressively, <laughs> if I'm really honest. So that is terrible too. So you use guilt, I am just passive aggressive. <laughs> and, uh, you know, probably the other one that is ah, so horrible to say out loud. I hate this about myself, but also withholding love. Mm. So when I'm angry, hurt, frustrated, feeling, you know, taken advantage of, I will withhold love. So I withdraw. I'll Mm -hmm. just pull Mm -hmm. away and withdraw and withhold love. That is awful to say out loud. All of these things are just very, I know we all have this stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. What we do, like I love how you said that too. The emotion is not the sin. Like it's it's neutral. The emotions are just what they are. It's what we do with them. Mm-hmm. It's not that we feel mm-hmm. a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's what we do with it. Yes. That exactly. is where we're talking about. And I think I never understood that feeling of feeling angry. You're like, oh, I gotta get rid of feeling angry. No, actually you gotta acknowledge that you feel angry. It's what it's actually more sinful to not deal with it, <laughs> to just be like you know, reframe it or be able to say, stuff it down, stuff it down. Yeah. Stuff it down, spiritualize it, say, okay, God, I'm angry. I give it to you. No. Why am I angry? What do I need to do this? I really got to think about this. Okay. Where, what has made me so angry about this? What is going on? Like, these are like the indicator lights on your dashboard. Yes. And they're a gift. Like emotions is a gift. But I have never seen those negative emotions as a gift. I love joy. <laughs> I love all the excitement. You know, but when it's a negative emotion, yeah. it's just as powerful. It's yeah. even more powerful because what it's doing is indicating, flashing, there's something going on. This is to warn mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Like, go deeper. Yeah. Why am I so upset about that? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that made me this upset at this exact moment? Okay. You know, what's so interesting to think about, you know, if there's a person that is, you know, what you, you know, you brought up David and just his, like the emotions, the expression of emotions. Okay. Like as a, that's one extreme, right. Of type of personality. But if you often, I would think, I would think that being in relationship with somebody who does not really express anger is a little bit more safe in the sense that you're never going to feel the, the, um, the barrage of their anger, but if as i'm as i'm literally thinking this through if withholding love and being passive aggressive is the result of anger then actually no that person is not safe to be in a relationship with do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. almost like the person who explodes at you is more honest 
about what's really going on. You can address it, deal with it and move on as opposed to the person that just stops it down. Right. So literally, I, I fully, fully see how this world of emotional unhealth and this space of sort of repressed ability to express anger in a moment and just come and say, I am really, really upset about this. Now, that's not to say that I've never done that. I have. Mm-hmm. And there are moments that have for me necessitated I need a conversation about this right now. Uh, This is, I am not happy that this happened this way. And I have done that absolutely 100%. Had to call people out, called people out, Mm -hmm. you know, had Mm -hmm. to express how I felt about something, you know, and not even, I'm not even saying I was always right in that, but Mm -hmm. I needed, I absolutely needed to do that. Mm -hmm. But those would be like few and far between in comparison to the other more natural response which would be the other side of what I shared so it's just interesting right to think about it because we think like well we don't really want to be in a relationship with an explosively angry person well yes I understand that that's not ideal but at least you do know mm-hmm. <laughs> where mm-hmm. they stand mm-hmm. right there's like an honesty in that space if that person can work from that place like you're saying, it's not just the anger, but what are you doing with the anger mm-hmm. um, to be able to move to a place of emotional health? You know, even us talking about this, Laura, that's really profound because, you know, I've just, even right now, I'm just dialoguing this yeah. unfiltered. I know, I know. We're literally processing this. Yeah, yeah. We haven't really right prepped now. for this. We're In just letting time. it be oh natural. <laughs> you know, I think of the expression of anger. I don't actually have a problem expressing how I feel about situations i don't i can confront things i've had really difficult conversations if i feel upset about something i can say i feel really upset about that pretty quick i don't i i can i internal process when it comes to this sounds really strange but when i have made someone angry or i have hurt somebody i find that really hard i stuff that and i overcompensate I'm saying it's a weird thing. Like even as we're talking, I'm realizing I do have a double standard a little bit because even for myself, I can be very forthright with my kids. Like if there's something that yeah. they'll tell you, I can be forthright with Jay, very black and white. And he'll have to say, okay, you need to say that nicer. Cause you're so like, I'll just say as I feel. Um, but when he says that to me, I can't take it. I stuff it right down and I get really like, I, I withdraw. I find it really hard to disappoint that it's really weird. Okay, so it's not so much if you've been hurt. Yeah. It it's um or sorry, it's not so much for you to be able to no, if you've been hurt, but yeah. if you hurt someone else, yeah. That's more that's where the harder place it of can being be a honest. Really harder and place of being honest. Okay. To say after like I I recognize I've hurt you here like I don't like acknowledging that I've hurt somebody. Like yeah. it's really hard for mm. me to even if I did it unintentionally. Yeah. I'll, like, I'll like c- confess and repent, but I have a trouble then forgiving myself for that. So I could be very angry with myself. Someone could tell me and I would be like, oh my gosh, like, well, not always. Like we all have pride mm-hmm. and I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm perfect at that. I, but I feel like I have to forgive myself. I could stay with the emotion mm. of being so angry with myself for failing, for hurting someone that way, mm. relive the conversation over and over like a tape recorder mm-hmm. instead of releasing it. Like when I've said, I'm so sorry, I literally will punish myself mm-hmm. for a long period of time. Mm. So it's not that I I am like, oh, I never hurt you. No, I'll take that. And I have a hard time forgiving myself mm. for hurting somebody. Wow. And um, so that's an interesting thing. And that's probably where a lot of stuffing will happen. And I could look back in my life and say, like, I grew up in a very expressive home. 
not always resolved in some ways, like the expression was there of anger or disappointment or expression, but not the resolve of, you know, the sorry or having to walk through that part um, as much because that was just the era we grew in. It was kind of like respect was everything, honor was everything, and it was a beautiful thing. It's what was kind of moved through. It wasn't intentional. It's just how that's kind of how life was, even with your teachers. Like it was just how we grew up. But I don't think I understood how to properly forgive myself or how to properly like let go of things and come to term with the emotion of, I feel really sad that I hurt somebody like that. Like I just punished myself. I would just say, okay, I'm going to be more perfect. I'm going to actually be more peaceful. I'm going to actually try to just their dysfunction. I'm going to cover. So I never hurt them. And I just kind of always soothe, soothe over that. And I never really learned how to deal with some of that forgiveness of myself because that's impossible. So I just performed more. Wow. So I think even as we're talking through, mm-hmm. I'm just realizing, yes, there's mm-hmm. that aspect of where anger comes from. And I need to acknowledge why am I angry about this, all of that. But there's also this internal part when I am hurt, it's really hard for me to actually be honest with myself mm. and to forgive myself and to release it internally mm-hmm. that can turn into anxiety, can turn into perfectionism, perfectionism. striving, striving, trying. Yeah. So trying isn't to prove, that, prove yourself. Isn't that yeah. a crazy cycle that yeah. probably ignoring the emotions has gone to? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, wow, I'll forgive someone else. Be like, oh yeah, you're forgiven. Or oh, I'm so you sorry. Can move, you can move forward from that, you know, yeah. from that on the other side. But when it's yourself, you can't. Yeah. Wow. Harder. Wow. It's harder. It's harder. Yeah. Very interesting. In this up to this point. Like I, to- I, no, I, I, I totally know there's get different it. emotions yeah. of pain that can happen yeah. that yeah. I'm saying from what I've experienced to this point mm-hmm. in my life, not yeah. what's, and know. that moves us like right from the anger conversation to the sad conversation, right? Like, cause yeah. that's where, yeah, usually under the anger is sadness of yeah. some sort. There's a hurt, a yeah. betrayal, uh, you know, a woundedness, something that's happened that hasn't gone the way that maybe we thought that it should. And then sadness is probably the more true emotion underneath mm-hmm. um, that we're protecting with anger. But um, yeah, sadness is, is an interesting one for me too, because, you know, a lot of people typically when they feel sad, even if it's whether they're sad about the loss of someone or they're sad about, you know, maybe a missed opportunity or they're sad about being hurt in a relationship, someone breaks up with them or something like that typically crying is a typical response to sadness. And again, for me, I don't typically cry when I'm sad. I actually typically typically cry when I'm happy. Like if I'm really overcome with emotion of happiness, it will bring me to tears in a movie when, you know, all of the, the, you know, it has culminated to this redemptive moment. That's what will bring me tears. It's not so much sadness that brings me tears. And again, it probably, um, does connect with, you brought up, you know, the home you were raised in and all of that, right? All of these things are connected to what was modeled for us, how we were treated, um, you know, what we learned from our family of origin about how to deal with emotions. And, you know, yeah, like my parents hid their sadness from us as well. They didn't, they weren't open about how they felt. So I think I just naturally learned that sadness was something you were supposed to hide 
right? Mm-hmm. Not something you were supposed to share or express. And I think as a result of that, it probably forced me as a child to be a um, like hyper positive, mm-hmm. you know, optimistic, bubbly, outgoing person because I could see quickly that positivity and being good was affirmed and being sad was like not, not mm-hmm. affirmed, mm-hmm. right? Like there was no attention for sadness mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. those kind of spaces. So I think that's, um, that's an interesting relationship with sadness. Mm. I know because these were like ag- anger, sadness, and fear. Yeah. You know, of these three, there'll be one that, you know, all of them we experience, but there'll be one that when you actually pin it down, it'll be that. Mm-hmm. And like, I think exactly what you've said, like probably sadness for me. Yeah. Comes out through anger, comes out through different things. But even the sadness is sometimes it takes me a long time to recognize I'm actually sad. Yeah. Like yeah. I've made myself sad yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. It's okay that I didn't, I wasn't okay. I didn't do enough. enough. You weren't enough. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And I, when I strip that back, yeah, it's like, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm sad that I We've wasn't enough. Be, and I've yeah. got to be okay with that. Yeah. And I've got to release that emotion to be like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's what's the worst case? Well, yeah. Tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. <laughs> or I have a, a no, chance No, I'm not to enough, but God is enough. God's enough. So, okay. Yeah. But I don't yeah. often come to terms with that, too. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. a really powerful, powerful one. Yeah. Because we were talking about, I'm really honest with myself and or others. We can sometimes be honest with others, but not really honest with ourselves on how these things have affected us. And sometimes it doesn't happen right away. No. It often happens to you super delayed. Because it's so low. <laughs> it might bury down that yeah. often it'll be... Sometimes years yeah. later, I'll realize, wow, you know what? I was really sad, I was really about, that. sad about that. Yeah. Yeah. So and then w- you have to grieve. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And be like, and it almost seems silly yeah. talking about it so like so long mm-hmm. after the event because mm-hmm. you feel like, why am I, st- why am I talking about this? This is so done. You actually just never dealt, you know, and yeah. um, I'm watching this actually unfold in our family. Okay. Jay's, we've been having, we've been talking through this book. We had this conversation about a situation that happened, and this happened years ago, and it's actually resurfacing that we're realizing, wow, we were really sad in that situation, and we just never acknowledged how sad, because we were so trying to make amends, reconcile, and it was, it ended up being a beautiful, fruitful, beautiful story, but we, through it, we realized, you know what? We were actually really sad yeah. about these things, yeah. and we we're we we're just reconcil- We were just talking about this on Friday night. Jay and I were talking about this specific situation and how sad we were, and we're like, "Wow, isn't that amazing? Like, how many years later we've actually been able to talk about it? Why we're sad, and then just pray about it and say, "Okay, God, we release it. We can't stay there. Like, yeah, yeah it's important to talk about it, but also you have to release it to the Lord. It's not yeah. meant to just s- sit." But we had to sit in it for a little bit and just like yeah. talk about it, acknowledge why we're sad. And there might be another step to take with it. Ask the Lord to say, I have to uh, confess this, acknowledge this. But really interesting how sometimes it can even be easy to just skim that over. Because you're like, right. oh my gosh, that was so long ago. Get over it. So some of you listening today, you might actually, something might come up in a circumstance where maybe you felt unprotected or you shared something and it all kind of fell on you and you weren't able to properly pro- like process how you were feeling because there was a lot of expectation for you perhaps 
maybe because you're the Christian or maybe because you're the in a certain place of life or that you should have done more, been more, and you just took that on to make a relationship heal or to be able to just carry that through. And now you feel like, how do I even talk about it? Because it's happened. It's really important. It's really important to deal with it. It doesn't matter how long time has passed. And it's not silly. You need to acknowledge it and we need to bring it to the Lord to be able to heal that and release it mm-hmm. and say, God, is there an action step from that? Is there something I should do with that? And sometimes no, but sometimes yes. And uh, God will show you. Yeah. No. So it's anyway, so I just true. felt like it kind of happened because wow. we were like, wow, why are we even talking about this happened years ago? Right. But right. it was way under the surface. Wow. You know, you took on kind of an expectation. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and that's uh, powerful. That's yeah. powerful. That's really the powerful. redemptive part yeah. and the healing part of, that, of the Holy Spirit, right? To bring yeah. that back up and say, hey, like, I want to go here. I love that. I love that tenderness. One of the things too that I have found really, really helpful as being like a more of a non-emotional person like person, um, non-emotional person who expresses emotion. I am emotional. I am an emotional person, but I don't often express it is that, you know, I am married to someone who is more emotional and more in touch with expressing his emotions. And so what's interesting about that is that for me, um, it has worked as a really positive thing for mm. me because he's a continual model for how to process emotions. And I feel like even as he's open to, to processing his emotions verbally, it invites me continually into a space to be able to do that as well. And so mm. I'm really, really grateful. Like a lot of times, you know, opposites can clash, but in this way, I'm actually attracted to someone who does something that I don't do well naturally because it continually invites me to process my pain and my emotions. So if there's anything that is affecting both of us, um, usually I can process that almost like via through Jay because he's processing it so verbally, I sort of get invited into that space. Mm. And then there's the constant opportunities to express how I feel, to be able to... Now, again, he needs to process it like at a 10, whereas I probably need to process it at a three. Like it's not the same at all, you know, in terms of like how much verbalization we both need, but it still invites me into the space. Whereas like if he wasn't that way, I probably would never bring it up. Do you know what I mean? Because that I'm not, I don't tend to to process it that way. So I, I really appreciate that. And that's a real gift from the Lord to my life. And I actually have some friends who do that as well. And they don't realize that even as they're processing their emotions with me, that I'm learning from them just in the way that they're talking in the way and God's speaking to my own life about hurt or pain or things that I've, I've, I've gone through. So even in relationships, we can like be, if, if our hearts are open and attuned, we can really learn and glean from each other. You don't even have to say it out loud, but you can be hearing from the Lord as someone else is processing how they feel and doing it in a healthy way. You can learn from that and you can begin to heal yourself as you bring that to the Lord. So I know like I, I really invite that into my space, just recognizing I don't do this well on my own. That is so beautiful. And we need people, right? We do. That's part of our needing of people. Mm. It is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. It is so beautiful. Yeah. Being invited into that space, be able to process that, be able to talk about it and surrender it. So that's right. This is a powerful one today. And we are pretty pretty transparent. Just so everyone knows we're processing with you and (laughs) 
Oftentimes when the mic goes off, I'll be like, why did I say that? <laughs> you're going to be ha- You're going to be regretting this one all day. Let's be honest. <laughs> you're going to be like, so, shoot, please shoot. don't come and tell me you've listened to this podcast. Cause then I'll be like, Oh no, no you listen to this specific so one. Good. No, I'm saying that very it's joking so behind the joke is literally like, this is yeah. a practice thing for yeah. me that even this podcast mm-hmm. is part of me learning mm-hmm. to do this because mm-hmm. I normally would not sit down and have a honest say these things out loud (laughs) exactly how do i ignore the emotions of anger sadness and fear i actually wouldn't have this so even this podcast is a way for us to tap into that and to be vulnerable and this is this has been an invited space for us and i just want to say thank you to all of you that follow us are with us on this journey because this is an invitation that we invite you in but also we're inviting ourselves into into your car into your life but it's been a huge invitation for me to be able to be honest about these things because I want to be spiritually and emotionally mature and that's how we'll flourish and they can't one cannot do without the other yeah that's how God's wired us and made us and I think there's gifts there's gifts for us from God as we lean into these painful spaces as we lean into these hard spaces there are beautiful gifts from God that God has for you today so we just encourage you not from a place of telling you what to do. We're telling ourselves what to do (laughs) (laughs) with you, but we just encourage you to lean into the emotions of anger, sadness, and fear. And if you're able to bring them in to a daily or a weekly practice of God, like where did I feel these things? Where did these things happen? And be able to, again, slow down, invite God into that space and let God bring revelation and healing to your heart and to your soul through the pains that happen every single day, that happen every day. There's little painful things that are happening every single day. So let God into that space. Let him heal you. Let him continue to go there with you and bring a friend along the journey too. It's great to be able to express it to someone else. We love you guys. Have a wonderful day.